Across the Bigs, brought to you by Better Homes and Gardens Real Estate. Give me a call at 845-430-8415. I'm Kyle Straub, joined by Pat James. We appreciate you joining us here for our player profile series on Bosch to the Bigs. We've got just six players left to go through here, Pat. Kind of crazy to think about considering we started with 27 in the beginning. Those are all the returners from last year's squad. Anybody that's new, Pat has them covered in the Boschmer Bulletin. If you don't know what that is, then you're doing something wrong. You need to start following us so that you can get up to date with everything that is Tar Heel baseball. All right, let's go ahead and jump into player number 22 on the player profile series. It is a guy who we have seen be a big part of the team, maybe took a step back a little bit last year, but We've been told the confidence is is back, and I'm talking about the lefty, Will Sandy. You know, Will Sandy, I think, is maybe one of the more interesting players on this team, you know, entering this 2022 season. You know, as you said, you know, comes in, you know, showed flashes there his first two seasons, you know, both as a starter and a long reliever. Um, and you saw him open last year in the midweek role. And I remember, you know, sitting there, you know, when he starts that first game against Elon, it's like, okay, if you're taking this guy who has, you know, weekend experience pitching against ACC guys and he's your midweek guy. I mean, as we kind of talked a lot about a little bit with Connor Olio, um, as in terms of this season, you know, here's a guy who could really be a true difference maker for you this year, you know, and kind of, you know, coming out in that Elon game, you know, he got in a little bit of trouble, but he worked around it and everything. But I think that that kind of hinted at kind of some of the stuff that was to come a little bit, you know, you saw the control kind of get away from him a little bit. Um, ends up going over the course of the year, posted 11.42 ERA in 17 and a third innings over 10 games, five starts. And, you know, not to make too much of it, but I think, you know, just when talking to Coach Gaines, one of the things that's kind of interesting to me is, you know, in many ways, you know, Sandy's struggles seem to kind of encapsulate the entire staffs on the entire season outside of Austin Love. You know, Coach Gaines has talked about how, you know, with last year's staff being so depleted, you know, the Tar Heels didn't have the luxury of being able to, you know, pull a guy once he got into trouble, you know, and then having them shift their focus to the next game. You know, you just had to kind of sit there and really hope that they could figure things out on the fly. And that's a tough position to be in, you know, even for a guy who has the experience that Sandy has. So I think, you know, he was certainly among that group, but and both Gage, Gillian and Gaines, you know, talked about how, you know, he was kind of putting a little bit too much pressure on himself, you know, kind of as a byproduct of that. Um, but, you know, as you kind of talked about, you know, this offseason, we've really kind of seen him start to kind of, you know, looking like himself again, kind of putting some of that behind him. It was interesting to me last year to see the control issues because that wasn't really a thing his freshman year when he was in big games and weekend starter. Um, so that was the thing that really caught me. But then finding out as the year goes on and you get into the offseason that, you know, maybe he was pressing a little bit too much, trying to be too fine to step up and fill those roles that Carolina needed in the pitching staff. When you're doing that as a pitcher and you're not just going out there and throwing the ball, you start overthinking things you start trying to be too fine. That's when you make mistakes to hear that, you know, he's kind of gotten back to just going out there, throwing the ball, trusting his stuff makes you think, okay, if he's back to year one, but now we're in year three. So a little bit smarter, is he a guy, and you had mentioned it already, that'll be in the mix for that weekend or midweek starter role like Connor Olio might be with the potential to, if that confidence continues to build and you see that consistency again, then be plugged in to the weekend if you need somebody replaced from that group of three or four that we think will be there. Yeah, you know, as you said, you know, at, with Connor Olio, you know, Sandy's been working you know, as a starter this preseason because of, you know, the kind of that experience that he has. 
Um, and Coach Gaines has said, you know, kind of as you just mentioned, that, you know, he'll probably see some spot starts here and there as well as some long relief appearances. But again, you know, if he can be that kind of midweek guy, you know, if we're talking about Sandy and Connor Olio as the two midweek starters for this team, I mean, I think that this team is just in a prime position. I mean, as you, we talked about in the Connor Olio episode, you know, I mean, there's so much stiff competition now that you're facing in those midweek games. Mm-hmm. To have two guys who have that experience that they have, who you trust so much to be able to go out there and pitch as well as they can. I mean, I just think that gives you such a significant leg up, you know, when, as we said with the Connor Olio show again, the other team's likely throwing, you know, a mixed match of guys who, you know, it's kind of unpredictable in a sense. Yeah, there's that benefit. And then even though it's not a series, so you're not facing the same lineup in those midweek games, you still have a righty lefty that you're bouncing back and forth. If it indeed is Olio and Sandy, who are those midweek guys at the beginning of the year. So somebody that I think for Carolina to have the most success that they can this season and the most success is to get to Omaha, you need somebody like Sandy to be back in form and contributing. It doesn't have to be in a huge way, but contributing to the success of the team and helping them get some W's on that column. One of the more interesting things that I think I saw from Sandy's entire offseason, I mean, he's been really impressive um, all offseason. His only real hiccup came in his first start of the preseason, and you saw him come out You know, the next time through – and the opposing offense was putting a lot of pressure on him and on the defense by putting down like multiple bunts in a row, had a few guys reach, but you really saw him kind of buckle down. He was mostly able to stay composed and kind of work through that. Only allowed two runs over four innings in that start. Uh, and I think that was just by far the most impressive thing that I've seen from him, you know, between the preseason and the fall. All right, let's wrap up the player profile series on the third year Tar Heel, Will Sandy. What is the number to know for the Sandman? Yeah, the number to know is 20, which is the total number of starts against Division One teams that Will Sandy has made in his UNC career. Connor Oleo ranks second on the team with 12. So I mean, we're talking about eight more than any other pitcher on this roster. You know, that experience just could prove extremely valuable, you know, especially if he does end up in that midweek role. For Pat James, I'm Kyle Stroud. Thanks for tuning in to our player profile series here on Bosch the Bigs. That's a wrap on Will Sandy. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next time.